It is so well defined. What we have to do today, we got to go to work. We got to do right offense. And we're back with another NFL in London podcast. Wade McQueen and Ryan Call here for a lovely start to week eight. We are pretty much halfway through the NFL season now. Wowza. That just means one step closer to 2020 being done. So that's just good. It could be, but we we were talking about 2021. Looks like it's going to be about the same for everyone. So, uh, but we're going to go through, Ryan and I are going to talk about, talk about some of the NFL news. And then we're if all, Jesus has anything to say about that. Or whatever religion is <laughs> you want to substitute there. Um, we're going to talk about some of the games from week seven. Uh, go through how Ryan and I did. Uh, I'll just go through oh, to Ryan. see how we did. We Ryan. check it every week. But, we d- uh, I write it down every week. Last week, Ryan went five for nine. Okay. And I went seven and seven. Yeah, Not great, but seven and seven is 500 and that's okay. Uh, it's been a tough week for a lot of the games. You know, there's a few games, including the New England game, which we'll go through that I thought would uh, play a little bit differently. Yeah. Let's go through the games that we had last week. A very exciting game. Pittsburgh Steelers are all over it until Tennessee starts coming back in this one. Unfortunately, you grind it into the in the ground and take some penalties and your kicker's going to miss. Tight game here. Steelers win 27-24. Yeah, Goskowski, he, he had that terrible first week where he lost, missed four. He's been pretty solid the rest of it. And then, yeah, that's just a tough loss, I think. Tennessee did well to come back. This is the second time Pittsburgh's blown a big lead yeah. into the fourth. They did against Philly a few weeks ago. And it's and Big Ben did not, like, even though, yeah, Pittsburgh's 6-0, and and Big Ben's having a good year. I wouldn't say, like, great year. He threw three interceptions, some terrible balls in that second half, and gave the other team an opportunity to win. So, again, their defense is solid. They did play well, but... Again, this is always just going to be a tough game, and I think Tennessee has just had a couple huge victories that they were always going to hit that roadblock, but good for them for coming back. Good win. Tennessee looked very good in it. Derrick Henry was thwarted in the first half. Boy, Pittsburgh really went to work on this one. Their defense came out firing. They were able to hold off Derrick Henry, Uh, but, you know, then they were able to spread the ball around, which Pittsburgh does. Pittsburgh faces Baltimore this week. A.J. Brown had another big game. Showing he's one of the best young receivers. He looks so big out there. Since he's back, they're they're usually averaging a lot more points now that he's back with Brown. Uh, Another big game. Oh, my gosh. Oh, when Matt Ryan says, look, just don't score, fall before the line, and you score. You're not my dad. Don't tell me what to do. I'm going to roll into the end zone very slowly. Flopped over like a puppy. Uh, Detroit wins this one in the end. 99% chance for Atlanta to win with a minute left, and uh, Detroit comes comes from behind and wins this one. Todd Gurley just exchanged one group of death threats for another. Uh, The fantasy team that if he did go down to one, the people that would have lost their minds said, I'm going to kill you. And now just the regular Falcons fans who can do it. Yeah. But I think at this point, to me, if you're a Falcons fan, just take it. Right? Yeah. You know the season's over. Like, you just stop ruining your draft pick. Just go, just go with the flow. Just just ride out 2020 into a sea of oblivion. Let it be. And, yeah, and just go with it. But, you know, they did well. And good for Matt um, Stafford. Giving yeah. a big little comeback. Detroit's 3-3. Three and three. They're still in it. I think that was a huge win. They're keeping Patricia's job yeah. alive. And... You know, they're looking a bit better. That's they're getting the a running game going. They got they're getting Swift. a running game going. So, again, I still think they're Detroit, so I'm yeah. not really worried. But I think in that division, they got to keep up. And that was a must win. And must win in a great, exciting game. And the third, what is it, over 98% chance. Like, the Falcons yeah. have had three games with, like, a 99%, 99% chance. chance. 
It's like Charlie Brown going to kick the football, and uh, they end up falling on the grass like every time. They got COVID three times. Yeah, in, in a, and died from it every died, time. Died, came back, and then died again, and then died three times. False positive, positive falses. Uh, this game, next game. Oh my gosh, what a treat to watch this one. We flipped this one at the end. Joe Burrow, absolutely amazing. But Baker Mayfield, who looked like garbage on his first five plays. Throws one of the most beautiful passes yeah. I have seen all season. Yeah, it was excellent. God, that was good. Uh, Cincinnati, who I picked as an upset in this one, which they did upset on points because uh, Cleveland was favored by four, so Cincinnati did cover this one. So I picked that one well, but uh, Cincinnati narrowly in this one. This Battle of Ohio was a classic game, and of course now the Browns have won five wins in this one, starting to string some yeah. together. Well, uh, unfortunately they did suffer a big loss, and uh, Odell Beckham's out for the year. Yeah. On a Baker Mayfield interception, where he was running back like a maniac trying to tackle him. Trying to DK Metcalf it. So it, it's funny how then all of a sudden Baker Mayfield, without Odell, throws five touchdowns. It just kind of feels like Odell's got this just curse on him where... People just don't really want... Every time he's been around now, yeah. he's killing quarterbacks. And let's see what... what Imagine Landry. Baker just turns it around. And he's throwing yeah. three, four touchdowns a game. Kind of wonder. It's like, was it Odell? Just like... Yeah. Everyone just feels this relief, maybe. I don't know. I don't know the locker room or anything like that, but... It just you just wonder if he's going to come back next year in the Browns. Do they trade him in the offseason? Because this is a big injury. It's a bad injury. Very big. He's getting game. up there, and he's had a lot of injuries yeah. in the past. So Odell Beckham is just not reliable anymore. Unfortunately, in- as talented as he is, yeah. he he's just can't finish the season. He Adding injuries to drama is never a thing that uh, any NFL owner wants to see, uh, but wide receivers always bring drama with them. Speaking of drama, Michael Thomas was not here in this one, although the Saints were able to outlast the Carolina Panthers despite building up a bit of a lead. Teddy Bridgewater could not put it together. They were thwarted. New Orleans survives a scare, gets out with a three-point win. Yeah, this cost me my bet. I did a four parlay. Hit all three except this one. And this is the one I was thought was money in the bank. Yeah. Two weeks to prepare for Carolina with all their injuries. It just said, come on, Saints. It's just, my God, every time it feels like them. They need Michael Thomas, I think. Mm-hmm. It just shows how important he is to that team. If he can just get it together and that team can just... I, I wonder what's happening. If well, you got no Emmanuel Sanders either. You're but missing if there's so something even worse than going on because he's injured, but then he's like punching people and now yeah. he's not playing. He's injured again. So you just kind of wonder are they... If they're hiding the drama from us. Yeah, exactly. It makes you really wonder. It does seem something. And obviously, he's got diva behavior. We've talked about this before. Is he trouble? Is he more trouble than he's worth? Obviously, with the the trade deadline coming up in five days, you're not going to... I don't know if you trade the guy. See what you get for him. But uh, a lot of drama there. Saints outlast. Next game, uh, we watched... Ryan was watching this one with us. And uh, man, the amount of cursing that came out... I thought his baby was going to throw up. I'm just kidding. Baby wasn't there. But the Buffalo Bills come from behind uh, from a Jets who Frank Gore was gashing them for the first half. Oh, my God. That was so depressing. It was a really depressing first half of football. It's an interesting thing. The Bills are the first team in 40-something years to not punt and not score a field a touchdown in the same game. Okay. So which is yeah. an amazing stat to think yeah. about it. Like cuz think about it, if you watch that game they moved it up and down the field except when they got in the red zone. Yeah. They just kept stalling. Like Josh Allen threw for 300 yards they just but just nothing seemed to be able to work. Uh Zach Moss had a bit nice to finally see that guy show up but again the Jets are just the Jets. They they the Bills defense which was terrible the first half held the Jets to 4 yards in the second half. Which is just well, insane. It is insane, but it's the Jets. the Jets. Four yards is a pathetic excuse. Considering Darnold in the first half looked really well. Yeah. Second half, Bills got to him. Six sacks. Defense looked better. Hopefully they can bring that on to the next game. But 
Jets are Jets. It's still worrisome. Bills still are still worrisome. I'm still worried worrisome when you when you struggle against the Jets like that, and you watch the Jets pulling up points, knowing that this should be a gimme. Speaking of teams that were gimmies, this is the one that I picked up in my upset of the week. Hopefully you chose it as well. I chose Washington to upset Dallas Cowboys, and boy, did they ever. 25-3. to uh, Danucci. Uh, Danucci. The Danucci. Danucci is in after Andy. It uh, sounds like one of the Sopranos guys. It does. Danucci. The Satriellis. Yeah. Uh, so we, we were watching this game, and it was two of us. My my friend Andre and I both saw this Andy Dalton hit. Yeah. Uh, I think Ryan was, was, he was in the toilet, but we were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, Bostic just takes his head off. Uh, and, of course, then the Dallas Cowboy players standing around afterwards looking like, what happened? Hey, is he down? Is he okay? Uh, nobody said anything. No yeah. fighting. Uh, you sort of go, it sort of shows what the locker room's at if you're not going to stand up. It is an absolute train wreck in Dallas right now. They, Mike McCarthy looks like he's already lost the team in eight games. And I don't know what they gave him, like a five-year deal. It just seemed like a bad... The only guy who's loving this is Jason Garrett. Just clapping. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah. It was not me. I was not the problem. He clapped his team. way through the pain. It's a really worrisome spot if you're Dallas. Because you got Ezekiel Elliott, who just looks completely uninterested in playing football. you got Amari Cooper, who's making $20 million a year. And now it's like, do you got to get rid of this guy? Maybe yeah. trade him to Green Bay? It looks like you could see Dallas maybe just being like, we got to get rid of some of these contracts. Yeah. And I can see a Dallas fire sale happening in the next couple couple weeks because as teams, as they get further, they know they're in salary cap position. If they want to give Dak a contract, seeing how good C.D. Lamb is and yeah. Gallup, uh, you can get rid of Amari. But that contract's going to be tough. I I would say I feel bad for Dallas, but they did it upon themselves with terrible contracts and being having a GM who's like 80 and the best friends of all his players yeah. is never a good relationship to have. But anyway, good on Washington. Uh, they played well. But again, this division is just a train wreck. Absolute garbage. Six wins is probably going to win the division. It is. I mean, Washington's got a front fa- uh, fast front, uh, but Dallas starting, you know, when you go from a legacy to now a legacy of crap. Uh, whereas Washington, everyone wrote them off and said, hey, these guys aren't going to win any games. Well, look at them. Holla, they're winning, they're winning some games. Uh, angry Aaron Rodgers came out to play the Houston Texans, and boy, did they get in trouble. Uh, Houston was able to put some scores together near the end, but it was Green Bay all the way. Devontae Adams could oh. not be stopped in this game. Put him in fantasy, he gets you 40 points. Holy macaroni. Uh, yeah, what a game. Your, it's going to be your trademark now. It's two be. in a row. Pull it back. <laughs> love You're the macaroni. Back. Holy macaroni. I love it. Um, it was a great game. Green Bay, need, again, this was to me a, an easy win because a bounce back. Rogers was angry after that embarrassment mm-hmm. the other week. And he got a Houston team. It's still got Romeo Cornell. They got no identity. And again, this is just going to get Houston fans even more furious because they're going to be looking at a top five pick that's going to another team. And... They're just going to want to kill Bill O'Brien even yeah. more. And I'm furious because they're going to the Dolphins. But, yeah, you're right. Devontae Adams looked good. Jamal Williams looked good. Yeah, he was. Aaron Jones. But it, it just – Houston's done. I feel bad for them in a way. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson because he just signed this big contract and he could just be stuck in this middle team for the next three, four it years. It was bad. I mean, the defense did put some pressure on Aaron Rodgers for a bit, but, you know, there's only so much J.J. Watt can do. Uh, you know, they're anemic. They're injured. It's very difficult for this Houston Texans. They can rally. But when you go down so much to the Packers, who just had everything going, running game, passing game, uh, Packers solidified after taking that huge beating to the Buccaneers the week before. Speaking of the Buccaneers, they're growing. They're growing indeed. Now, of course, they've got Antonio Brown, who'll be coming back soon. But the Buccaneers beat the uh, the Raiders 45-20. to This wasn't really close at all. Tom Brady mixes it around. But it was their defense that really stood up in this one. Antonio Brown. 
down. You know what the funny thing is? Yeah. Like, as good as Tom Brady is, how he's the best player. He sure as hell needs a lot of help to play this game. Right? He does this have... This guy seems to need every player in the NFL who's good to, to prop him up, I guess. Because Old man Brady! Because it just feels like if he's so incredible, why did he have to just basically grab every good player that's on the... It's, it just... It's a joke. I don't really care because he's not a patriot, but I just find it funny how how amazing he is. He still constantly needs all these other pieces for this thing to work. It's like, yeah, bitch, every other Drew Brees is like, yeah, I think I could be pretty good at 43 uh, if I had those receivers. So, again, is he beating Father Time or is he just cheating Father Time? Well, he was the Offensive Player of the Week for the NFC. Listen, he's playing great, and he's got the weapons. The Raiders, again, I want to see him again with a pass rush that can can hit him and get to him. Because that's there was Raiders no one, just there was no one it. there. They didn't have any rush. He had lots but of time. You gotta give him credit. He's played great. He's having a good year. He's got no excuses to be honest. Yeah. To put to play, play. Good to see Gronk coming back. They use well, that so. same play every time. They've done it both weeks in a row. It's a fade out to the end zone, left corner. He hits it perfectly, tosses it. Gronk's able to jump and grab well, it. They've they done it two weeks in a row. Yeah, of course, it's Why their not? play, it's and, and, and you're, you're going to see it again this week. But I'm looking forward to when the, I want. I want to just again. I need to see some good defenses in this league because if Tom Brady just has all that time and no one's able to pressure him, now you have Antonio Brown in the slot going against like the third best corner. It's going to be a smoke show every week. Well, it is going to be every week. But Buccaneers have the best, one of the best defenses right now. So you know he's lucky he's practicing against his own team. Here's the team. Uh, how about Cam Newton? Holy pick, buddy. Um, oh throw it to your own team. Cam Newton does not look good. Scam Newton. Uh, uh, yeah, he looks under 100 yards, three interceptions. It was, uh, it was joyous to watch, um, to be honest with you. But again, this is what worries me. Is you got a Patriots team that's now lost, what, three straight? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that worries me coming knowing that my team's going up against Belichick, who I don't think has ever lost four straight. Yeah. So that, that worries me a bit. They just have no weapons. No. They have no one. absolutely no weapon. When your best weapon is like a 35-year-old Julian Edwin, who's yeah. popping off his hands all the time. And then you got like Slater, Matthew Slater, who's maybe like a special teams guy at best. I wonder what Belichick's thinking. I wonder what he's going to do. Like, does he blow it up? Does he have the ego to well, blow it the, up? The hard thing is with a lot of the Patriots, you've got a lot of Tom Brady's ex-players, which are basically like used sex toys that Cam Newton gets to play with. You know, Edelman is just a dirty dildo, and you sort of get to a point Speaking where Speaking of dildos, they're going to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, they are going to Buffalo. <laughs> this week. So, so that's there, will, the, there will actually be the first time there's no dildo on the field. There will be, unless one of the there's people no who works fans. in the stadium... Someone from the stadium's got to choose a dildo, amazing. or else he's got a rain dildo. They get fired though; they'd be caught. Someone <laughs> can get a slingshot and shoot a dildo, folks. If you're listening in Buffalo, please shoot a yeah, dildo. a drone, a drone, drop it. A dildo. Could you? Because now you've got a drone dildo or a dildo drone that just drops dildos. Take a break from the prison. Just drop a dildo over the field. Yep. Uh, but the 49ers <laughs> get dildoed in this one. Uh, they dildoed the uh, Patriots, 33 to six. How about another one that was uh, dis- really well, disheartening? Just shows the Niners are incredible. It's just like who wants to be a running back? This yeah, time? come on in and run for three. Well, yeah, everyone. Cedric Wilson, John, a huge game. John Wilson, yeah, he out. He's now in. Junior, now it's yeah. I think James Hasty. Hasty is next. Michael uh, Hasty, who I picked it's, up. Uh, he's got a capital M in his middle. It's Jamichael. I don't actually know. Jamichael um, Hasty. I think yeah. it's it's Hasty. I know that it for is. sure because I picked him up in um, in fantasy to, to plug in because I need help. Yeah. Uh, so again, that's the impressive thing about San Francisco. 
Francisco is that they're just able to just move in anyone and just completely dominate in the running game, making it easier for Garoppolo, who was able to didn't really have to do anything this game to completely yeah. run them. Like Cam Newton turned it over, couldn't get anything going, and and the Niners needed that win, so that was an impressive win. By Defense the was playing really well, although McKinnon, who I've had in fantasy, who was supposed to do and well, was nothing. not used at all. So screw you. Uh, you don't even know with San Francisco which running back they're going to use. Uh, how about a team that got disheartened? Uh, Kansas City Chiefs beat Denver Broncos 43-16. However, it was Denver. The defense was a star of it. Mahomes gets sacked three times. They picked him off. Uh, but it was Denver, ineptitude of Drew Locke. Screws this up. They had a chance to stay close, but then Kansas City just blew this game yeah, open. Yeah, in that snowy weather. Uh, yeah, I kind of there. Had a pretty good game. Uh, again, Mahomes didn't look actually that great, to be no. honest with you. Um, I think they got, what, defensive touchdown. Um, but Mahomes looked really like for the I think the going into the fourth he had like six fantasy points. He yeah, actually, he was not looking that great. Not good, but he didn't need to. Again, they still put up even when Mahomes doesn't look good. They put up forty three. Yeah, so that just tells you how good they are and actually how crappy Denver is. Denver's not a good team. No, suffered so many injuries. They have no real weapons for Drew Lock to throw to. Uh, so again. Denver's just toast. I think it's going to be a long season for them. And now John Elway might be able to choose his, what, ninth quarterback? Yeah, hooray. Uh, he's like, now I get, don't worry, guys. Yeah. Now I'll get it. Well, apparently so. what they do in Denver is a quarterback reveal. It's like a gender reveal. Yeah. And they just pop it out of a horse's ass. Hey, yeah. look who our new quarterback is. Speaking of horse's ass, Gardner Minshew loses. Yeah. Uh, how about 68 points in this one? Herbert uh, just tossing this ball all over the place, just nailing it. Loving Herbert. I think everyone's yeah. loving Herbert except Tyron Taylor. Uh, he's like, you thwarted me again, yeah. the gods. Um, but Chargers look great. You know, Keenan Allen looked good, had one of his best games of the year. And, yeah, it's just fun watching Herbert. just keeps making plays. He's just, again, because he's so big, so yeah. tall, and so fast. He's, he's tough to take down. I think the Chargers have really got something in him. And I think I'm glad that they didn't do I'm glad that Dr. Stabbed Tyrod. Yeah, heart, exactly. Like in Pulp Fiction. He was uh, just sitting there. just Boom, gotcha. We're all settled to settle but down. But I think you're going to see the end of the Minshew train. I think, again, they're going to draft a quarterback, Jackson. Sure. they got to start over. And um, I think what they say, Mike Glennon is the backup. So you yeah, might see former that. bear. Yeah. So again, Jacksonville's toast. They have absolutely no weapons. DJ Chark's not healthy. No. So he's not. They have no one to pass it. So the other, the other was thing, an easy win. Tennis. The other thing that they're saying now too is that he, uh, that Minshew has multiple fractures in his hand. Uh, so that's one of the reasons he's not playing as well. Final game. Uh, one of the final games we had here: Seahawks and Cardinals. What a game this was. Back and forth in this one. But it was the Cardinals who win this in overtime. Uh, if you watched this game or caught the recap of it, man, it was such a back and forth. Exciting yeah, to watch. And then you had the great DK Metcalf play. Oh, right? DK like Metcalf him running him down. That was insane. The best, the best meme or the best video one I saw was um, <coughs> was the one of Buda Baker was uh, the manager and DK Metcalf was Karen. Karen, yeah. <laughs> Chasing him down. That was my favorite. Even though I don't really care for the phrase Karen, yeah. I think it's lame. That was actually quite funny. But that was incredible. Just he was like yeah. an absolute rocket being burst. I would love to see how fast he. It was insane the speed. The the best meme I saw was uh, your dog when it has something in its mouth. Yeah, and it's essentially because dogs have crazy. What do you got in your mouth? What do you got going? It's yeah. gone. And that's what it's like if you ever chase a dog. Tyler Murray looked incredible. Yeah. There's that one play where he even smiled right yeah. before he when he hits Hopkins it, for a touchdown. Knew it was happening. So that that's a little bit of cockiness you like to see in your quarterback. He's looking fantastic. There were Arizona's one of those scenes where. They, they had that really fast start and looked really good. Then they just were garbage for yeah. like two or three games. Now they look back 
Again, it just shows the problem with Seattle's defense. And it's like, whoever plays Seattle defense absolutely lights it up. And, yeah. and you're starting to wonder, like, again, when you see that, it's like, were they that good? Or it's just Arizona, Seattle's defense just that bad? And it seems well, like they're just that bad. Luckily, they made some trades this week. So hopefully that'll help out their defensive situation. But here's a horrible defensive situation. Chicago Bears blown out by the Rams. It looked bad on both sides. Watching this game, Goff was not that great. No. Uh, Goff fumbled and uh, almost fumbled and almost had an interception. Nick Foles was absolutely horrendous, uh, but there's a lot of drop balls that Foles had. He was inaccurate. Um, the Bears put a lot of pressure, but they were only able to score three points, seven points on a defensive touchdown. Bears, I think, needed a bit of a shaking up loss because they were on a, a way to winning, uh, but this was not a great one. And obviously, I think a lot of people are sort of looking at Nagy going, what the hell kind of plays are you calling? Yeah, him? right. Because well, running Cordell Patterson up the middle every uh, time is just I stupid and I ridiculous. Know. I hate the running of Cordell Patterson, too. I don't understand it. Especially when you drafted David Montgomery. Yeah. It's like, if you don't believe in him, like, there's got to be someone better than Cordell Patterson to run the ball. Uh, this is, the, unfortunately, the type of game you're always going to get from Nick Foles. Every now and then, he'll give you a couple huge wins, like the one against Brady. And then he'll just put up one of these games uh, where you're just like, ugh. Because it's frustrating because, again, he's he's not the most talented quarterback, so he needs almost like yeah. the perfect situation. And, again, they they have a good D. Like, L.A. does not have a terrible defense. They do have Aaron Donald. They do have Ramsey, who will take out if they Robinson, yeah. which makes it so much harder because they outside of Robinson, they really don't have a second no. receiver. And that's a real big problem, which they should have solved or should have drafted. But... Again, Bears, they're still 5-2. and two. Were they 5-2? 5-2. and two? Five and two. Still 5-2. and two. So I think if you're a Bears fan going into Week 8, you'd be like, 5-2, and two, I'll take five that. 5-2 is not bad. And you're also a Rams team is also 5-2. and two, so. Yeah, so going into Week 10, if you can, you know, at least have 6 or 7 wins by that point, that would be great. Let's take a look at some of the games now for Week 8. Week 8 is brought to you by us. Us, NFL in London. Yes. We don't have a sponsor, but if you'd like to get one, come on in. First one is... Uh, we talk about the TNF game uh, tonight. That's the Thursday night football game as the Carolina Panthers host the division rivals Atlanta Falcons. Line on this one originally four points. Now it's down to two points uh, with a 51-point over-under. Uh, we've got an Atlanta team obviously smarting from poor clock management, poor management last week, and poor coaching. Uh, and a Carolina Panthers team that looked like they were driving and getting something going but have started to fall back and taken some losses as of late. And the defense opening up. This is going to be an interesting game. This is going to be one of those games where I don't want to watch the game, but I have to watch the highlights to see how it ends. Yeah. Because I want to, if Atlanta does it again somehow, you're just going to be like this. I've never seen anything like this. And this, again, this is a division game, which are always going to be close. Um, I want to choose Atlanta so bad because I think they deserve it. I think yeah. they just have to do something. I think Todd Gurley could have actually a big bounce back game. Yeah. I expect that. I think he's going to be running angry. I'm going to go with Atlanta. This was the last okay. time I picked him. I think I picked him a bunch of times. Uh, so I never learned my lesson. Um, I'm going to go with Atlanta to win 24-20. I just think, I think with Julio and Calvin Ridley and an angry Gurley, I think they got enough to hold off this team, which I still don't believe in Carolina. So Atlanta's, especially after that, absolute devastating loss yeah they have to do this for them just for pride in being a human being yeah well i i agree with you i actually haven't landed this one up and i'm quite confident in landing this one if you know dj moore and robbie anderson are the only really talent tools that they have going on and davis is gonna be good but they've been shutting him down as of late carolina has you know the first time a couple wins they had when, when mccaffrey wasn't there it was a surprise everyone's like oh my gosh what are these guys doing now people have figured them out. And I think with Atlanta, they can score. They were able to manage Detroit last week. They can manage Carolina. 
So I've got Atlanta to win this one 26 to 23. Again, I will watch it on the toilet tomorrow as I'm flipping through Bumble. Um, yay. Tell the lucky ladies of London. That's how I do it. Moving on to our Sunday games. Let's talk about one of our first like, games. Yes, yes. Did you get a match? It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, the Falcons yeah. scored. Oh, no, yeah, exactly. I thought I heard a plop. Yeah. Let's move on to the next game we're talking about. Indianapolis at Detroit. Detroit 3-3, three three, Indianapolis 4-2. Indianapolis favoring this game. It was three. Now it's two and a half points in this sucker. Um, Darius Leonard has been a problem uh, since he's been gone for the Colts. Uh, they have been not as effective as they have been. They haven't been able to, to, to shut down on defense. Their number one defense has now fallen every week. Detroit... Gonna get swifty. Gonna get swifty. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. I think I kind of like Detroit in this game. I think. I think Indianapolis to me. I'm still not completely sold on Rivers. I need to see another game. It's crazy that this week I'm seeing like T. Y. Hilton's on like the waiver wire mm-hmm. in fantasy, which is just shocking to me. This guy who's been so consistently solid for the last like eight years is now just sitting on the waiver wire. Yeah. And I didn't even pick him up. I was like, oh my God, T.Y. Hilton's there. I'm like, I look yeah. at the stats, you're like, nah. No. Uh, so that's a big worry. That's still a worry for me. And I think Detroit, after that big comeback win, playing at home, even though, again, I don't think they'll have fans, I just think to go to four and three, it'll be a huge accomplishment. I think yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm going to go with the upset. This is okay. the upset, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with the upset. Um, I'm going to go Detroit to win 27 to 24. All right. Well, it's a two and a half point spread. I mean, I've got Detroit to cover this one, uh, but I've got, I had it 30 to 28 uh, for Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis I do think win. it'll be close. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very close game, but Indianapolis, the, the key factor here is going to be Jonathan Taylor. Detroit can't stop the run, and Taylor is a beast. If they get him going and you know use Hines occasionally, I think Taylor here is going to have a big uh, victory in this one. I've got it close. I've got it as a two points for Indianapolis, technically, uh, so that's within it. Um, but I don't have them going beyond that. Two and a half. I originally had this spread at three. Moving on to the next game, it's Minnesota at Green Bay, the NFC Battle of the North. Uh, Minnesota's been a whole different game since Je- anytime Jefferson plays. Uh, Dalvin Cook looks like he'll be back in this one. Uh, Green Bay five and one. They're favored by seven points. Minnesota is one and five. Uh, you're heading into Lambeau. Yeah. This does not look good. No, I do not feel good. Even with the, I think they had the bye last week. Even with yeah. that, I don't feel confident. Um, they're trading in Gawkway. It kind of feels like they're waving slowly, putting up the white flag, uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and because it just does not feel like they're they're this again. Why would you trade for this guy and then give it up? Yeah, right away. So I think you have Green Bay coming off a big win. Rodgers looks, looks back. Again, Devontae Adams looks healthy. I just wish they could get a second receiver because I think yeah. they'd be, like, actually could give uh, Tampa Bay a challenge, but I think they got to make a move at yeah. this deadline. So I hope to see that, but I think they got enough weapons. If Aaron Jones comes back, is he going to be back? I'm I think there's, sure. the, he, is, uh, he hasn't practiced, so probably it looks not. like he, probably not with Williams. But even he, then, Jamal Williams is good. So yeah. and I think Minnesota has a terrible defense. I think Rodgers even – it was – at home, yeah. have probably a few fans. I imagine it was. It might be. I mean, fans. they blew them out in week one when they I'm played. Sure, there was home. like a Trump rally with a million fans, so they should have a few in the yeah, uh, exactly. in the stadium. Same thing. So I'm gonna go with Green Bay to cover this, uh, thirty to twenty. Uh, I have this. You, you talk about like Devontae Adams, and he is absolutely fantastic. But you're right, not spreading it around. Uh, I think that this is a game. You know, obviously Green Bay blew them out in week one. You've got Justin Jefferson now, who I think Kirk Cousins has to use. This kid makes a big difference. He puts a lot of points on the board. But the, the, the big thing for me is that Green Bay has to play on Thursday after this. 
So even if they build up a bit of a lead, they're going to coast because they're going to keep people healthy. They know that they need everyone for Thursday. They're going to keep these wins going. You've only got four days to keep playing. I have Green Bay to win this one, 31 to 25, six, point, uh, six points. I have Minnesota to at least cover this one, the seven points. Moving on to the next game. <clears throat> it's the Patriots, the Pats in oh. Boston, taking the dildo to the field of Buffalo. <clears throat> Minnesota is two and four. Buffalo, five and two. Uh, three and a half points is the spread for this one. Is this the one we have here? Point line keeps going. Three, three and, and a half. half is this with an over under of 42. So obviously Vegas doesn't see this one being too high scoring. Wow. Uh, so this will be an interesting game. How do you feel about your uh, Bills? I do not feel good about this game at all. Uh, this game, I hate this game coming up because this is what I'm going to do. I'm picking the Patriots to win, okay? And I'm doing it for the reason that I'd rather be wrong okay. than be cocky. Nice, right? okay. So that's my theory where all right. until, listen, as a Bills fan, the Patriots, like, Tom Brady was like 30-3 and three all time against yeah. the Bills. Until I see it, I don't believe it. And until I see it, and I just, the way that offense is struggling right now, yeah. even especially Bill Belichick's probably never lost four games in a row. Cam Newton's angry. It just feels like a perfect disaster for Buffalo. I just don't think, I think the defense looked better. I'm worried. Um, Josh Allen seems to struggle against New England all the time. And if he doesn't come out hot, I really worry about this team. So I'm going to say it will be a low-scoring game. Uh, 23-20 Patriots is what I say. Okay. <clears throat> Interesting thing I find about this game is uh, Stefan Gilmore has put his house up for sale in New England. Yeah. Now, the trade deadline is coming. He is obviously a big target that somebody wants. I'm thinking that the Patriots are falling apart inside. And, and this is going to affect the game. I think that this, you know, you put on a brave face, but inside there's no locker room dynamic. There's no one holding it together. There's no Tom Brady yelling, come on, do your job. Yeah. This is Cam Newton, and I don't think he has control of the funhouse. John Brown is pissed me off because he's in my fantasy. Yeah, I really hope Buffalo... He's always injured. He's always injured. He doesn't do anything. Sell hot dogs, for God's sake, if you're not going to be a part of it. At least give me some fantasy points that way, Johnny Brown. But I like Buffalo in this one. I think Singletary's going to have a big game. Uh, they're not going to be able to stop the run. I think actually Zach Moss. Singletary. Yeah. I think Singletary's been really disappointing this year as a Bills fan. But Zach Moss had a big couple runs. He's a bruising, yeah. hard-hit running player. And I think that's the type of guy you want to hit this offense with. Especially one that gave up so many yards rushing. It is imperative for the Bills to get a rushing game going. Unfortunately, yeah. they have, that's the one thing they can't do this year. And I think this just spells disaster for me, this game. Well, I'm, too, I, I'm too nervous. About it. You're nervous, but I have Buffalo to win this one, 27 to I'm 21. Glad you do. I'm Moving glad. on to the next game, this game will be all right. Tennessee six-point favorites over Cincinnati. Cincinnati coming from an emotional loss last week to Cleveland. Uh, Cincinnati is the best, one of the best losing teams there is out there, putting lots of points up, scoring lots. Uh, but when you get dummy for time, Cincinnati's one five and one. Uh, Tennessee's favoring this one by six points, 54 and a half over under. Derrick Henry got stuffed last week, but it's going to be hard to stop him this week. You know what? I do like it when. Rookie quarterbacks who were just dominant probably since they've been like 10 absolutely get lit up in their first year because it, I feel it's very important to not like look at, look at Floyd Mayweather, right? Yeah. He's never lost a fight, he's a psychopath, sure, right? Because he's never been kicked, punched down. Well, he had good management dead. that chose his fights during his career, yeah. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of that, but I feel like Joe Burrow, the, the beatdown that rookies need to take, I think mm. is very important and it's 
and it really makes you a better player. I think he's just in a bad situation because I think Zach Taylor is not a good coach. And I think the, for the best thing they should do is get a brilliant mind to work with Joe Burrow because he's so good. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think this is going to be a fun game. But again, I think there's just too many question marks. Cincinnati can't stop anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think tra- Derek Henry is going to have a huge game this week. Uh, I'm going to go with Titans definitely to cover. Uh, I'm going to go 31-17. to 17. Yeah, again, I look forward a look ahead to what Tennessee has, which is a lot of tougher contests after this week. Uh, you know, they've got to play some of the big guys a couple times in a row, particularly in their own division. Um, so I think they're going to look ahead on this one. Joe Burrow, I say, is going to have another 300-yard game. He's only been one game where he hasn't had 300 yards, which is fantastic. He's going to keep doing it. A.J. Brown, I think, is going to be fantastic for Titans. They're moving the ball around. they got to put the grips, and they got to stop down Derrick Henry. But again, I think Tennessee will come out to a lead in this one and let the foot off the gas, just like they did last week, or they've done previously. Cincinnati will mount a bit of a comeback and cover this one. I have since uh, Tennessee winning this one 30-26, but that gives uh, within five points, which means that uh, Cincinnati will cover. Moving on to our next game, Las Vegas Raiders 3-3 three three against Cleveland, 5-2. Cleveland is at home in this one, two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Uh, the over-under in this one, 54 points. Uh, Baker, how is he playing in this one? With OBJ gone, is is Landry going to be the savior in this one? Um, and it is, it is a problem. They don't have a deep threat, and, uh, and especially they need to just run Kareem Hunt. I think Raiders have been susceptible to the run. Uh, they can be beaten. I think this is one of those. This would actually be a massive like letdown game for Cleveland. I think especially the Raiders seem to be one of those teams who you're like, ah, the Raiders are garbage, and yeah. then they come back and they beat mm-hmm. a team like the Browns, who are five and two. And you're like, ah, the Raiders good. Like, you're always until week seventeen. You're like, are yeah. the Raiders good? Like I don't know. Uh, I actually, no, I'm going to pick the Raiders for an upset in this one. Uh, I think coming off that beatdown, I think Gruden is a good enough coach that he's going to get them prepared. I think they have a like, Cleveland does have a great defense and the way Carr's been moving it, he's going to actually have a good game. I think they got to be able to hit rugs over the top and J- Jacobs is good enough to be able to bruise. So I feel it's a good game for the Raiders to come and especially it's only two and a half spreads. So I go with the Raiders 24-20. All right. I mean, the big thing I have with Vegas is the injuries they have. You know, you've got, you know, Trent Brown and, and uh, other injuries that have happened across the, this team. Um I really like Cleveland. I think they got the motivation now. They've, they've got a win. They came from behind and won this one last week. They're, the distraction is gone. The one thing they are going to have to worry about is Waller because Waller is going to rip them apart. Uh, Derek Carr is just going to use him. They have no way to stop tight ends, which is going to be a downfall for Cleveland. But I like the Browns here. I really, I think they're going to have some fun. They have enough tools there. Using Landry, having the distraction of having to use OBJ gone, uh, and then being able to, to get Chubb to be able to run this ball up as well. Or Hunt, I mean, sorry. So... I'm going to say that the Cleveland wins this one 33, Vegas 28. Moving on to our next game, it is the biggest spread you can possibly imagine. <laughs> College mm-hmm. spread, baby. 19 and a half. College I mean, spread. yeah, Clemson is favored by 35, I think, tomorrow. Uh, but uh, Kansas, or on this weekend, uh, Kansas City, 19 and a half point favorites in this one. Le'Veon Bell is back, and boy, he's going to be angry. Um, it's in Kansas City. They will have some fans there. Oh it will gosh. be cold. <laughs> Sam Darnold is going to have some problems, and it looks like Jameson Crowder, the only guy that they can throw to, it looks like he's gone. He'll be out for this one. Uh, Kansas City looking to this go gonna seven in this one. This what kind of beating are we expecting? I, I would almost never want to take a 20-point spread, but this feels almost like a gimme, yeah. right? When does a 20-point NFL spread feel like a gimme? But then parties you like, it's just so many points. So but many it's points. It's just like 
But then you see the ball. Like, the Jets have nobody. They're yeah. not going to be able to move the ball. They're on the road. Darnold's completely broken as a yeah. human, human being, I think. I wouldn't be surprised. Ghosts he, and dead people popping up I everywhere. I wouldn't be surprised if he just k- takes his own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just walks. That's like, this game is too yeah. hard. He just walks um, home. Yeah, he walks into the ocean. You just, just yeah. never saw Where's Darnold? Though? He just Jesus, walks into yeah. the ocean. Um, again, yeah. I think the Chiefs are absolutely going to crush them. Um, I feel bad for the Jets in this one because it's... As a Jets fan, how could you even tune into this game? Yeah. Um, because I, I do... I honestly feel sympathy for the Jets because Adam Gase is so bad. And I think the Jets realize this, but they're like, no, Adam Gase, you're going to own this 0-16. Yeah, exactly. Right? We're not going to let you off. We're like, oh, I didn't get a chance. Yeah. No, you own this 0-16. Yeah. We're going to get Trevor Lawrence. But then is he going to play for the Jets? Because now... Why would you go to that? Team? I would tank for Stan Clemson. I usually would be appalled <laughs> yeah. at a player to say I won't play for a team, but this is the first one that might give me pause. Where I'd be like, yeah, maybe that's probably the Trevor right Lawrence should stay in school because as it, one thing I like about college girls, I keep getting older. He's they stay gonna, the same he's just age. Gonna take, like, he's just gonna take, <laughs> do like Matt Leinart, you know, take like ballroom dance. Yeah, exactly. Film and, studies. I'm doing yeah. film studies. All we do is watch movies. Yeah. So again, I think this is gonna be an absolute blowout. I'm gonna go. Um, 42 to 10. 42 to 10. Yeah, I can't see anything good happening in this one. Le'Veon Bell is back. They're just going to hand it to him. He is going to jam it up the middle of that defense. Uh, or he won't. We don't even know if he's good. We don't even know. He could be. He, we, he's old. Uh, but, you know, the, the thing we saw last week is, you know, the one thing that the Denver showed is defense can put Kansas City in trouble. The problem is Jets don't have a defense. They have no pass rush to get to him. So Patrick Mahomes is going to have all the time in the world. Uh, McCole Hardman, I think, is going to have a big game if you're looking at him at DraftKings. Uh, he used him a lot. You know, Tyreek Hill will be covered as much as they can. Hardman seems to find his way. I don't know about Watkins, what his deal is, is going to be. I think he's probably still out, I think. Yeah, but I, think, I don't think it'll matter. I don't think it'll matter. They could put him in a wheelchair and, <laughs> you know, Timmy, he would get yeah. a lot of points. Uh, so, yeah, I've got this one 36-7. Uh, uh, next game we have going on, it's the Rams, 5-2, and two, visiting Miami. Hey! Tua time! Tua time is out. Time. Flores has made the call. Uh, you know, the tears of, of Fitzpatrick are, are soaking up the sidelines. Tua's wearing them in a vial and around just, his yeah, neck. He's just, just like, along with his testicles and <laughs> yeah. his soul. Some pubis as well. Uh, the Rams are favored 5-2 and two in this one. Miami, 3-3. Three and three. The, uh, the three and a half points favored for the Rams in this one with an over-under. Of 46 points. You know what the worst thing for Tua is? Is how well Herbert and Joe Burrow are playing. Yeah. Because I think the expectations now for Tua are through the roof. Oh, gosh, yeah. And I think going up against someone like Aaron Donald, who's absolutely just going to terrify him. Yeah. I'm intrigued to watch Tua. I actually don't hate Tua, even though he is a Dolphin, so I probably will end up hating him. Because I am intrigued by him. I think the one thing I always worries about is that he's delicate. Yeah. With that hip injury... That could just come back and just destroy you. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how the team comes behind him and just to see how good he is. Yeah. I've never really watched him. I don't watch a lot of college football. I don't know a lot about him other than he's got a cool name. Mm-hmm. And he's got a cool look. So um, And he's a humble. I, I appreciate his attitude when I yeah. watch him. and Sitting at the, 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 on the line watching, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. But I think the Rams are just a better team. I think Aaron Donald's is going to be too much. Jalen Ramsey's going to going to probably trick him into throwing a bad pass. Yeah. So I could see a Ramsey pick six this game. He's going to egg him, give him a little space, and just know what he's doing. Um, I think the Rams need um, 
just again coming off of the Vivi six and two, they're not going to be yeah. that far behind that division. They're only one game behind if they win this, so they got to take care of business. The weather's not going to be a problem, so I'm going to go with the Rams, uh, twenty-seven to uh, fourteen. When I first saw this, and I, I was obviously like many people uh, hurt that uh, Flores would would bench a guy who's doing so well. But Flores isn't dumb, you know. He he has got something planned and something. And obviously, maybe he's seen that this is the machination where three wins. Yes, Fitz has got his three, but now it's time. This I I, I like Miami to win this game. Here's I see Fitzpatrick Miami to win this. No, I think because what he's going to do. You're wearing his tears. He's got Gaskin. He's got Gasicki. And, and what he's going to do is Tua is going to add this different element. Every time we see a quarterback, a running quarterback, that no one knows how to prepare for, they don't prepare well. And this guy, he's got wheels. You know, he's watched enough. He's been behind Fitzy. He knows the tape. Now he it's his time to shine. I like him disrupting them. You know, this three-and-a-half-point spread, Miami is at home. Florida's always problems. It's supposed to be hot and sticky as well and wet. I like Miami. I have Miami winning this one 24-23, but I think this is my sort of pick of the week. I like Miami. Once again, I picked them against the 49ers, and I'm picking them here against this one. All right. Our final game of the 6 o'clock games, Hoey, lock up your lock up your kids. Uh, this one is going to be great. It's a 6-0 Pittsburgh Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Uh, against the 5-1 Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are favored in this one by 3.5 points. The over-under in this one is uh, 48.5, 46.5. I assume this is the Sky game. This is on Sky for watching yeah, here in the UK. It's on Sky, uh, but there's obviously other ways to watch it if you have to. Oh, uh, this is exciting. This is going to be exciting. Baltimore's coming off a bye, right? Baltimore is coming off a bye. So I think, again, Baltimore's coming off a bye. They're at home. Pittsburgh had that big uh, lucky win, if they, if I'm honest. The, the yeah. fact that Goskowski missed that. Um, I think these are just two teams that always play each other well. And they did that big trade for Ngakwe, yeah. which I think is just going to shore up their defense even more. going to make it hard. Uh, for Mapletron and Juju, which yeah. Juju's really been invisible. He has been. Antonio Brown's been away, uh, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Baltimore. I just think with the, I, again I'm gonna stop saying that the extra week matters because it's not seeming to it matter. It has in last uh, for some uh, people, yeah. So, but I'm gonna go with Baltimore. I think that that defense of Pittsburgh is gonna have their fits with Lamar. Um, he's just got a lot of weapons. That defense is one of the best in the NFL, and I'm gonna go with Baltimore thirty to twenty. Four. Yeah, you know, and uh, the bye week is going to be a big factor. You've got Chatty Mouth, Des Bryant now playing for them as well. Well, he's on the practice squad. He's on the practice we'll squad, see. but it means, you know, he's he's going to bring some uh, we'll see. cavalier added to it. Uh, and I should say about the defense, filling up those holes that Baltimore needed. You know, the other thing is going to be, you know, as I say, someone is going to make a play in the next. I think Baltimore is going to make another trade for somebody. Uh, if they grab Gilmore from Patriots, it would be all over as far oh, as I'm concerned God. for the season. Uh, it would be them and they, you know uh, Tom Brady uh, in the Super Bowl. But I really like Baltimore in this one. I think Lamar Jackson, the Mark Andrews, if you're using in fantasy, I think he's going to have a hell of a game uh, because Pittsburgh struggles against good tight ends. Andrews finds himself open a lot. He's a big dude who gets separation. Pittsburgh defense will struggle against a guy that size. So I like Baltimore to win this one 31 to 26. We're in our 9 o'clock games here. <clears throat> That's right, folks. There's only two, right? Uh, there are... Two. Yeah, two. I guess there are. No, there are three, aren't there? No, there's two. It's terrible. Uh, two. Okay, yeah. At least one of them is good. Uh, yeah. Uh, they didn't move. I guess not. I guess some of the games have been moved. we got two games on. Uh, uh, so we got the Chargers and Broncos, 49ers and Seahawks, with Dallas and Philadelphia being the late game. Um, Let's start with the Chargers-Denver. No, we yeah, also no. no we're missing another game, I which mean, is Chicago and New Orleans. That's on at nine o'clock as well. 
Oh, because it's up at the top. Yeah, it's yeah, up at the top. Right. You didn't see it because the Bears are my favorite. And I was like, yeah, no, the Bears are playing. So uh, okay. let's start with the first game we've got. There are three games on, and the one game, Dallas, the late game, and, of course, Monday night, Tampa Bay. Starting first, we have the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, who are 1-4, and four, probably the best losing team that there is. Three-point favorites over Denver Broncos. Two uh, and four. They had his first win. Two and four. Two and four. I think two and so. four, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is going to be uh, – actually, again – this is the Herbert show. I think people just want to tune in to watch Herbert. I don't think anyone's tuned in to watch Drew Locke. I think there's not, not that excitement behind him. Herbert's been great. Um, you want to see what he could do with Keenan Allen looking mm-hmm. good. I want to see more from Hunter Henry, though. Like the game, like, I think he was always expected to be great, but he's really kind of disappointed. Hasn't been consistent. I want to see more from him. But to me, Denver just doesn't have enough firepower to keep up with Herbert. And I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah. Never thought I'd be saying that to start it. But I think the Chargers... Who I thought are actually going to be a better defense, but seem to just give up almost 30 points a game, no matter yeah. who they play. So I don't feel great about their defense, but I think they're a better team. So I'm going to go 24 to 22, 18. Six points. Yeah, again, you know, Herbert's really good in this one. And, you know, despite the fact he doesn't have an offensive line, uh, again, other than Denver, Denver does have a, a defense, which is pretty solid. But, you know, Herbert was picking people off and just picking them apart. He's got a hell of a cannon on this kid. Oh, my God, just watching him chuck some of the balls, and you're going, Jesus, that's going to take someone's head off. Should have thrown that at Andy Dalton. Yeah. Hey-oh. <laughs> uh, but I really like the Chargers in this one. Uh, I have the Chargers to win this one 27-20, to 20, uh, and it's going to be good. I think you know Melvin Ingram is going to be back as well, uh, which will be interesting for them, but I, I've got this all Chargers. Moving on to my game, this is another 9 o'clock game. It's New Orleans Saints. Uh, visiting the Chicago Bears, the 4-2 and two New Orleans Saints, visiting Chicago, New Orleans favored by 4 in this one, 44 and is a half Michael points. Michael Thomas playing? Michael Thomas is not playing again. He <laughs> is sick, injured, <laughs> or otherwise occupied. Yeah, he's in a straight jacket. He's, he's making a TikTok. He's in a straight jacket somewhere. Yeah. Um, again, this is a tough game, actually. I think it's a really tough game for New Orleans. I think that Bears defense can make life hell for Drew Brees. And I think coming off that g- game uh, that Foles had, I'm actually going to go with the Bears upset, Wade. I usually okay. don't go... Because New Orleans just hasn't impressed me this year. No matter... Like, I think at the beginning of the year, they were the darlings. Everyone thought they were just gonna, they were the best team in football. Their defense was solid. Yeah. They just haven't been able to do it. But the thing that... It's just that Khalil Mack and that Bears D, I think if they can just... Put Drew Brees in bad position. Drew Brees is going to throw it in the dirt. Drew Brees is going to throw it out of bounds. Yeah. And I think the Bears' D will do enough. I think it's not going to be a high, super high-scoring game. I'm going to go 26-24 uh, to 24 for the Bears. Nice. Uh, you bet against your team, and I'm going to bet against mine. I think yeah. we're going to get beaten in this one pretty good. <laughs> I think Alvin Kamara, it's going to be the Alvin Kamara show, and he's going to run all over us. We'll have no way to stop him. You know, we've had some problems with our offensive line, uh, which you know, it's very evident last week. People can get to Foles. You know, one thing, Foles does need time, and New Orleans has a fast pass rush. Uh, so I, I think we're going to have a lot of problems this one. Uh, yeah, we should be able to put some pressure on Breeze. Um, but again, he, again, he, does, he, doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of people to throw to. That's exactly why I'm saying. I think He's got Harris, who he used last week, who I picked up in fantasy. But I still have New Orleans beating us in this one because once we fall behind, the Charlie Brown music plays and wah, 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 we're all over. I'm not touching this game in bed. Neither am I. So this game New Orleans, no I've got them to win 30-22. to 22. Moving on to this game is the Sky game, the San Francisco 49ers visiting the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks favored by three points in this one. This game would have been a lot bigger of a spread, but Seattle has a porous defense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, who's going to be the running back? You could be the running back for San Francisco. All you have to do is enter your name here. Uh, so, 
You know, we had that Jeff Wilson Jr. last yeah, week. They've also got Steve Samuel now. Yeah, everyone loved out. Jeff Wilson. Then he got injured on. Yeah, so it's just a, it's going to be a tough game. I think um, again, I think George Kittle is going to be a huge factor in this game. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a huge game. Uh, I think just I think because of the injuries San Francisco suffered. I think coming off that big win, Seattle coming off that loss is going to do what Seattle does and put up thirty, but they're also going to maybe give up thirty six. I don't know about Jimmy G. I'm going to go with Russ because I can't bet against my man Russ. I'm going to go with Russ to win this uh, 33 to 27. Uh, yeah, I've got Seattle in this one. One of the things, obviously, was just watching Tyler Lockett last week, and they, God, that guy's amazing. You know, like oh, he, God, right? Russell Wilson was finding this guy everywhere in the field, and DK Metcalf was just there to bench press anyone who got in his way. Uh, Metcalf, obviously, crazy freak of speed, crazy freak of strength. Um, and San Francisco, you know, if they let Miami open up a hole in them that much last last time, I can see Seattle opening the same thing. Again, Seattle needs to make some changes to their defense, which they have yeah, which by, they by doing some trading. <laughs> but they're going to have to make some more trades up there. But I have Seattle winning this one 30-23. Moving on to our late game. Hey, do you want to stay up to watch the NFC East? I won't. No, the times, times will change. They should have moved this game. Dallas-Philadelphia. Philadelphia, nine and a half point favorites in this one. One uh, twenty in the morning. If anyone's going to be up that late, maybe you've got COVID or something else keeping Danucci. you. <laughs> it's going to be the Danucci. Danucci. Uh, Philadelphia. It's in Philadelphia. Pack your battery or pack your helmets for batteries. Uh, this game, it's... it's I don't know what I, else I, you can just, say about this. I just... So uninterested in this game. I like you want to th- feel that Dallas is going to show some sort of fight, mm-hmm. but I think with Danucci, it's going to just be almost impossible. I think the fact that he's going into Philly, like they're the Philly fans going after Danucci yeah. is going to be hilarious. Yeah. If I could have a microphone in the crowd to just hear the insults going at Danucci from the Philly fans, would be fantastic. Uh, I go with Philly all the way on this one. I think Dallas has given up. McCarthy seems to have lost this team. Um, I'm going to go with like Philadelphia 27 to 20. Let's say the, I don't know, I'm going to say Dallas is going to cover. Yeah, I've got Dallas covering this one as well, only because you're, the only guy they've got really is Boston Scott as a running back. Uh, you've got Sanders is out. You've got Deshaun Jackson out. You have Sean Jeffrey out. You have Zach Ertz out. <laughs> I mean, Carson Wentz is literally going to be throwing it to himself. Uh, so Dallas is going to have to use this one as motivation. Uh, but again, you know, in, if Zeke can maybe hold on to the ball, they can get some points going. But I've got Philadelphia. I've got Dallas to cover this one, uh, but I've got a score of 22 to 13. Be about as interesting as watching me go on the toilet and go across Bumble. And speaking of the next game, which speaking is also of toilet games, exciting. Uh, the, the only thing that's exciting that happened to the Giants as of late is they've had some more COVID tests. Positive. Uh, well, Daniel it, Jones <laughs> fell down. That was funny. He did fall. That was he good. He gave us that. He did not have enough gas for a guy. He ran too fast, more than his uh, energy could hold up. Tampa Bay is visiting New York. Uh, Tampa Bay is 10.5 point favorites with a 46 point over and under. This one takes place at 1.15 in the morning on Monday morning. Daniel Jones did what a white guy who was winning the 100 meter sprint in the Olympics yeah. would Boom. do. Boom. Just down. <laughs> down just like, oh my God, I'm winning. <laughs> I can't believe it. And then he yeah. fell. Uh, that's exactly what would happen. This is going to be an absolute blow. And I can't believe it's only 10.5. Yeah, I think this is a easy bet, especially if Antonio Brown's going to play, which I think okay. yeah, yeah, no, not this week. He has eight weeks suspension, so eight games, next, wasn't it? Yeah, it's weekend, so next yeah. week it'll yeah. be, he'll be back. But I don't think it's going to matter. I think again, you got Evan Ingram, who's always a disappointment. You only have Slayton, you have Devontae Freeman. They got no yeah. weapons, they have no defense. I think it's an absolute cakewalk. Ten and a half, I'll take this all day. Um, I'm going to go Bucks thirty-five, Giants like seventeen, if that thirteen. 
35-13. I have this 34 or 34 to 12. Uh, yeah, Mike Evans is back and healthy. Chris Godwin is not. Mike Evans, there should but be no nothing. problem. Mike Evans had a bad game. He had like, no catches last Well, week. he, he should, should be singled out. I think Ron- Gronkowski is going to have another big game. Uh, they're starting to find the rhythm. But I have Tampa Bay winning this one, 34 to 12. This will be a bit of a beat walk. That's it for our picks for week eight in the NFL. Uh, obviously, we'd love to be able to put some live events and game showings for you guys across the country. However, as we know, COVID has other plans. We are still looking at some plans for a Thanksgiving, but of course, that could be on hold as well. Hey, want to play along with us? Why not join our DraftKings League? That's right. Go to DraftKings. Find the league NFL in London. We have contests that are free and paid. Sign up and just play for free or fun. Uh, play against us. It's lots of fun. Folks, that's it for week eight in the NFL. Enjoy the game. Stay safe. Stay sane. Have some wings.